Hi, welcome everyone. It's the Team CBK Inside the Locker Room podcast. I hope you're all well today and uh, thanks for listening. Um, those of you that follow me on Twitter, um, at JackWright underscore BSB, uh, or our team page at CBK Team, will have seen yesterday that announced we we're going to have a very special guest making his podcast debut today and joining me on here. Uh, at the Furlong Pole on Twitter is his handle, um, but known to me as Jerry Taylor and to many other people as well. Hi, Jerry. How are you doing? Hi, Rachel. All right. I'm very good, mate. Thank you. And uh, how's you and how's Scotland today? Yeah, I'm not bad, thanks. Just the usual mix of weather. Your bright sunshine mixed with hailstones, so all good, yeah. <laughs> ah, perfect. I'm glad we've got uh, we've got some good old Scottish <laughs> weather as well today. No worries. So obviously, I've, I've known you for a little while, Jerry. We, we write for the same people. Um, yep. And um, I'm just, like, really looking forward to being able to have the opportunity to, to get you on here for a chat so that we could uh, um, hear your expertise in, obviously, you both in horse racing and in football. You, uh, you're not just a one-trick pony, to, to uh, coin a phrase, <laughs> or to excuse the pun. Um, have, have you got a preference in, uh, in in your betting world of football or horse racing? More concentrating in the Scottish football uh, this this season, really. Um, I dip in and out of horse racing, mainly national hunts, my thing. Um, okay. Mainly the big festivals, you know, like uh, Cheltenham, Aintree, Air, the spring festivals, but I'll kind of yeah. leave it alone some of the time as well. The flat, I can take or leave the flat, depending what meetings are on, you know, so... I wouldn't say I'm really involved in the horse racing on a daily basis, but um, yeah. during during lockdown last year, I sort of tried to build up, build up some trainer stats and things like that. Just they're creatures right. of habits, just to try and find out where they're getting the winners from, what types of races, what types of courses, that kind of thing. So yeah. built up a wee bit database in that, which was quite lucrative last summer. So, but mainly the football at the moment. So my mother folks have been doing okay at that on the Scottish stuff. Um, yeah, absolutely. Are you had a good Cheltenham though, of course. Um, obviously, I yeah. picked up um, picked up a. A nice winner from you uh, last week with uh, Put the Kettle On. Was, yeah, uh, was can't the main complain. One, and you had a few others. Yeah, that was a good one, Put the Kettle On, because it was it was such a big price for having won at the course three out of three. You know, course yeah. forms, you know, paramount round there. So, yeah, it was a nice yeah. one, that, yeah. Great stuff. Cool. And like I say, you're, um, you're an expert in the, in the Scottish football as well. And we had a little chat during the week, didn't we? And uh, we were talking about the Scottish FA Cup, which took place. And... Uh, we can only mention Brora Ranges. Yeah, there's some ridiculous prices, especially when you see smaller, lower league teams or non-league teams. Yeah, you're actually getting some ridiculous prices because it was anybody who'd been watching Hearts recently, especially away from home, knew they weren't playing well at all. And uh, yeah. to go off like one to twelve or one to sixteen, whatever they were, and then Brora went drifted out to sixty to one. It was just, it was ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we, we were chatting and, and we said that there was 30 to 1 when we were talking in the afternoon. And yeah. I think that was with Betfair and William Hill were next best at 18 to 1. But it was actually them that then ended up priced yeah. in Brora at 60 to 1, at 6 0 to 1. That's right. And, uh, and, and well, I'd say it never looked in doubt, but they took the lead, didn't they, early on? And, uh, I mean, and, and to come back from being pegged back to then go and win it. Was phenomenal, and, and you, like you, I remember you, you said at the time as well. Obviously, there was a couple of internationals that Hearts were missing. Uh, yeah. For those you not know, Hearts were at top of the championship and running away with it. But they also took a little bit of a liberty and in, uh, in, in leaving like, probably their best striker on the bench. Yeah, it was. I mean, Brora, although they're Highland League, they're the Highland League champions. And most of their players are yeah. no big names, but they're guys that have played with Ross County and Inverness once upon a time up there, so they were half decent. But as you say, Hearts, you know. You know, a few internationals missing, like Craig Gordon and things like that, Michael Smith with Northern Ireland. 
And um, to leave Liam Boyce on, on the bench in a Scottish mm. Cup tie was a wee bit arrogant, I think, for the manager, you know. So it, it came back to bite him in the bum, you know. It was a wee bit sort of, <laughs> a bit of a blunder. But I, I said to you during the match, I says, I think, you know, Broder will tire because they hadn't, you know, played a league game for two or three months. But, yeah. I mean, fair play to them for holding on and pulling that off. It was a fantastic yeah. uh, result. Yeah, so like I said, not only taking the lead, but then getting pegged back and then going on and saying, uh, we're, we're taking this, you know, we're going to go, go win it. And like, as, you, as you say, not, not having played for a while, that took some doing. So fair play to them for that. And, uh, and, and you're a Kilmarnock fan, aren't you? You're a Killy fan. Yes, it's been a tough season for us, but hopefully uh, we've got a new manager on Tommy Wright recently. We've got Kyle Lafferty hopefully saving us with a couple of goals from the relegation, <laughs> but... You can always rely on lappers. <laughs> well, <laughs> said no one. <laughs> the rest, of, the rest of our strikers haven't been doing it this season, so he, he he's a saviour, hopefully. Yeah, I'm sure he'll do the business. Well, you, you're currently second bottom, I believe, aren't you? From yeah, second bottom. It's a three-way battle to to kind of well keep in the league. Yeah, it's between us, Ross County and Hamilton. Really, um, one will get automatically re- relegated. The other one will get into a playoff with a second top championship team. So, yeah, five yeah. five games to go for everybody after the split. But we've got the goal yeah. difference and we're on my side. So, hopefully, that's maybe worth a point. <laughs> yeah, new manager bounce and all that kind of stuff. Uh, hopefully, fine, yeah. Sure. Hopefully, it's starting to kick on now. Yeah. And I saw you on Twitter last night as well. And I understand that Ollie Watkins is off your Christmas card oh. list already. And see every time I put on Sky Sports News, they're interviewing him about his first England or I've seen oh, him as both games, you know. Oh, I bet that grin is really wearing thin now. <laughs> yeah, I've switched that off now, yeah. yeah For those of you that missed that, um, Jerry put out a correct score, which is a very hard uh, field um, to, to, to nail down. And you put out a correct score... Well, it was a f- four selections, wasn't it? Yes. So, uh, yeah. uh, um, obviously, the, the accumulator, though, paid 4,000 to one. That's right, yeah. Mm. And what were the other scores? Just just let everyone know what the other scores were. I got, I got the Scotland game right. That was two each. Um, I had yeah. Italy, Italy win 2-0. The funny thing was, Italy went 2-0 up very early in the first half. And yeah. England, England were piling on the goals early. I didn't get them to win 4-0. So, um, yeah. the Scotland game... Um, what was the fourth one? Yeah, Albania. Albania, Albania yeah, 1-0. Uh, yeah. It looked as if Albania were going to win that game 2-0, so just banking yeah. on them winning 1-0. So, yeah, yeah, it was close, oh. but I'll, I'll get one of these up soon, <laughs> hopefully. Yeah, I, I did notice that, I don't know if it's, I'm, I'm ruining what's coming later, but I noticed you've put one up today. I've actually joined you on that one. Yeah, <laughs> I'll put, uh, for, I'll for tomorrow's action. Yeah, it's for tomorrow's game, so I will have yeah. a wee dab on that. Good stuff. Cool, cool, cool. Excellent. Okay. Um, well, for those that new listeners that we've got um, coming in just to listen to Jerry talk, which is quite right too. He's a he's a great guy to listen to and talk to. So um, those of you that are new, just a quick run through of what we actually do on the podcast. Um, we will do a quick review of uh, our best bets of the weekend from last weekend, um, which myself and um, one of my colleagues, Arnie, um, put forward. Um, then we'll have a preview of the weekend action. Obviously, it's international break at the moment. So we thought we'd take on a, a quick preview of three of the internationals featuring, um, I'd put, say, our sides. Uh, so we'll come on to those. Um, then myself and Jerry will say what our weekend best bets are. And then we're going to throw out a couple of long shots for you as well. So uh, we'll see what we can pull out of the bag for that. Um, so last week, Arnie um, picked out uh, Roma versus Napoli, um, and we've all been there, Jerry. And we, 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 when you just you can't seem to get that struggle luck, and uh, yeah. and you, and the, the bets just aren't rolling your way. And that was Arnie last week uh, as well. He um 
He had both teams to score and he had over one Roma card. Well, Roma cards came to the party in big style. They picked up five yellows in that game, um, but Napoli ended up winning 2-0 um, despite more possession and, and having enough chances. Roma couldn't find a, find a goal. So unfortunately, that bet went down. And Pala Fonseca actually has come out in the press or in the interview after the game and blasted his players for having a poor mentality and having no courage. So it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back from that, they'd obviously qualified um, for the next stages of the Europa League in the midweek, and uh, and uh, obviously that didn't give them uh, any any grace at all. So it'd be interesting to see that one, wouldn't it, Jerry? How they um, how they bounce back from that? So Roma to keep an eye out on next game. They haven't been slaughtered by the manager. Yeah, we'll do. Look out for them. Yeah, I was unlucky on these. Yeah. Bet yeah. Yeah, and um, my one, I, I kind of had the other, other other way around. Really, I had um, Brighton against Newcastle, and I had Brighton to win. And there to be under four goals, and a bit like you, as you then said, with you know, England scoring scoring for fun in the first half, and Italy taking that two goal lead. You're then sitting there thinking, oh, any minute now, this bet's going down. Because yeah. uh, although Brighton took until injury time in the first half um, through Trossard to to get a uh, to get in front, which I thought set that bet set the bet up perfectly. They then scored too early in the second half, which left 26 minutes to navigate. Um, but luckily, uh, there was no further goals. And uh, Brighton 3, Newcastle nil landed the bet at odds of 2.15. Uh, so that was quite nice. Yeah, that was a nice one. Bright- Brighton were due to turn things around. All the stats and data were point- oh, yeah. pointing on them, giving somebody a bit of, do- bit of a doing, wasn't it? Yeah. And along came Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that, they were actually. Um, I touched on it last week, but Brighton are, are fifth in the EPL on expected points, um, which is a crazy situation when they're uh, like fifth bottom uh, in in real points, but fifth top is their expected points that they should have had from from games this season. So um, you're right, it's uh, it's mad. Can you imagine where they would be if they had uh, a top striker this season? You know, someday, you know. Somebody like you know playing for a top half team if they'd one of the guys, they I mean, as you say, they would be sitting pretty up the top, wouldn't they? Uh, yeah, mate. If they had someone, I've seen some of the the misses they've had as well. Yeah. They've created some absolutely glorious chances, and 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 like the game at Palace sticks in my mind that they were absolutely sorry, Brighton fans, for reliving this <laughs> during an international break. But um, yeah, they absolutely battered Palace for 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 ninety minutes. Um, Palace scored on the break to, to take the lead. Brighton got back into it. You thought there was only one winner in it. And then up steps Christian Benteke, last bit of injury time, which is, you know, it's all, already sounded like a weird dream. And he's gone and smashed one into the into the uh, back of the net and uh, snatch, uh, smash and grab Ray, uh, take the three points home. So, uh, yeah, it's, it, if they did have a, a, a top striker finishing those chances off, then they'd be challenging for Europe, I think, this season, without a doubt. So, We'll see what they do in the summer. I think they've got enough to stay up this season. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if they can um, think, put some some quality to that. Um, I think I, th- I think top of the shopping list right will be a, a striker in the summer if they can. No offence to Neil Mopey, but they, they may want to be you know a slight upgrade on yeah. that. You know, just to push them on for next season. Yeah, I'll make you right. I'll make you right. So anyway, enough of last week. Um, let's get on with this week. Um, and I say it's the international break. So. Uh, I thought it was a great opportunity to say get you involved, obviously. So we've Scotland playing this weekend, and uh, and with some lower league action as well. So we'll start with you, Jerry, and your boys uh, who travel to Israel, uh, seven forty-five on Sunday. And um, we've got the odds here: Israel are two point nine five, the draw is at three point two one, and Scotland 
2.75 best odds. And uh, so your boys are favourites, Jerry. Uh, do you share that optimism? Watching them, I wanted to get a good look last night. I mean, I wasn't making my mind up at all until I had a good, as, as I said to you the other day there, you, you five months of no form on an international team. Yeah. So it was nice to get a wee snapshot um, with Israel playing Denmark early on and Scotland playing Austria late last night. But Scotland, apart from being, you know, they were slow out the blocks last night. They basically, Austria bossed things for the first 20 minutes. Scotland really couldn't yeah. get on the ball. But I think Austria only really created one chance. But out with the first twenty minutes, Scotland did kick on, and but 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 the last 10, 15 minutes that game, Scotland were really going for it, you know, to try. They got the two each late on, but I mean, if anything, yeah. Scotland were the team that was going to win it, you know. Steve, yeah. Steve Clark might make a retweet to the defence for Sunday night in Israel because young Jack Henry was brought into the back three to play beside Grant Hanley, who plays for your team, oh, yeah. Norwich, doesn't he? Got the goal. Yeah, he does indeed. Got the first he does, goal. Yeah, goal great header. Yeah, it was a burst of pace to get. Get the edge on the marker and bang, in it goes. Yeah, he was, no messing. He was right up for it last night. I mean, he had two kind of tough challenges early on. He got booked for one of them. But, you know, he was, he was up and at them. He was actually quite impressive last night, Grant Hanley. He'd been away for the international scene for a few years as well. So, yeah. Yeah. I saw some tweets giving him a bit of a hard time. And I thought, well, I, you know, I've seen him in most games this season. And uh, he has been impressive. He has his odd moment on the ball where Aye. it doesn't quite, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, gives you a little bit of a heart flutter. But um, generally, as as a defender and and say he's he's quicker than people think. Uh, there's been stats that have been trotted out recently to say that he is in the Norwich squad, and we've got some pacey guys in the Norwich squad. He's he's like second or third quickest yeah. player in the group, yeah. um, which I think is deceptive. Yeah, there was there was one who went for a, a race with one of the Austrian forwards and, you know, he got there first and he showed a good burst of pace and got the, the challenge yeah. and the tackle and, yeah, but going back to, yeah, the, the back three was Kieran Tierney, Grant yeah. Hanley and Jack Henry, but Jack Henry, he looked okay, you know, he's, he's, he's a young lad, he's been out on loan from Celtic to Ostend in Belgium, I think, and uh, right. he's yeah. one for the future, but I think the, the big Austrian striker, Sasa Kalajic, that plays with Stuttgart, he's almost scoring a goal a game over there, Um he basically popped up twice last night. So, with Aaron Zahavi, you know, a very, you know, he scored a few mm. times against Scotland in the, all these matches mm. we've played against them in the last few years. So, I think Steve Clark yeah. maybe swapped Jack Henry for one of the other centre half options just to try and tighten things up a notch there. But, yeah, who have you got who, who could come in for, it, for him? It, maybe Scott McKenna from Nottingham Forest, maybe. Or there's Declan Gallagher, right. who Motherwell, who's Steve Clark's relied on in a few of the previous games. So, it'll be either of them, I would think. Um, yeah, but yeah, hope, hope, I, th- I really think it sounds stupid. It is a bit of a must win for Scotland because Israel and Austria are the teams we're competing with, I think, to grab second in this because I think Denmark will ultimately win Group F. But um, Scotland yeah, really won't. Scotland have kind of shared the results over five games with Israel, you know, a couple of wins each if you include <laughs> Scotland winning penalties, and there's been a draw in there as well. but this game, I think the way they finished the game last night, it's easy to say for me being a Scotland fan, but I really feel as if we're getting better and a bit stronger every game we're playing. The likes of McTominay, McGinn, mm. Christie, they all looked good mm. last night. Armstrong, he was unlucky with a couple of chances. It was on his wrong foot. But uh, yeah. I really feel as if, you know, we're going to go and attack this one. Steve Clark, some of his, some of his games when he got the, first got the Scotland manager job, he was a wee bit cagey, but you could see signs last night there was... They were more in the front foot to, towards the second half of that game last night. So I feel as if they're really going to go for the jugular on Sunday night. I'm hoping so anyway, because you really need to be beating Israel if you want to finish at least second in this group, you know? Yeah. 
So yeah, and as you say, Zahavi is the, is the danger man. There. Right. Um, I, something you touched on a moment ago, and one hundred percent correct, is that um, there's not a lot of recent form to go on in in, in the internationals. And I saw um, Scott Thornton, hi Scott, if you're listening, uh, mentioned it earlier today about um, Italy versus Northern Ireland and and corner stats and. Italy didn't win a single corner uh, yesterday. Yeah. yeah, they didn't win a single corner. Lost the corner count five to nil to Northern Ireland. Um, so always a wary thing to try and get into these internationals and try and work out. It's obviously different squads. Um, there's not that kind of form. Yeah. If you're a stat-based better, yeah. then it's a bit tough to try and pick that through that, especially with three games in, in a week. There's going to be rotation and all kinds of stuff going on as well. Exactly. So, but one thing I would say, and we touched on this during the week as well, it feels like Israel Scotland is is like a, a regular <laughs> weekly occurrence. <laughs> you play each other so many yeah, I times. Think it's six times in twenty three games we've came across each other. So <laughs> it's almost about a quarter of the games in the last sort of three four years. Un- unbelievable, yeah. yeah. It is mad. Yeah. But uh, the Northern Ireland goalkeeper last night for those two goals. I mean, jeez. Um, both both of them went right through him. At a, you know he's near post, I think. So, aye, you, yeah, Peacock. Farrell. Aye, you just wonder if Northern Ireland might have got a result if they had a different goalie in. But um, mm. yeah, it was tough. Yeah, yeah. So Scotland, going back to Scotland, I, I quite fancy Scotland, Jack. To be honest, at the prices to yeah. to go and do it, they'll certainly be going for it. The last time they played against um, Israel in Israel a few months ago. Scotland were on the back of qualifying for the Euros, so the next couple of days were a bit of a blur for the players, I think, you know. Um, yeah. They were definitely rotating, and there was guys, you know, they, they obviously had a good party for a full night, then they were travelling to play the next game. So I think you can put a wee bit of a line through those those two losses after they qualified for the Euros, but they looked a lot fresher and a stronger team, certainly. When you compare the fitness with Scotland and Austria finishing that game last night, you know, there was yeah. uh, it looked good. For, it augurs well for Sunday anyway, so... At those kind of prices, 70, 13 to 8, 74, Jack, I'd be quite happy to select Scotland for this one. Very good. Yeah, well, they're, they're favourites and you're taking them to justify that. So, good stuff. And so, I think there is a lot of excitement around Scotland at the minute. Uh, you've kind of had a, well, I'll say a good few years, kind of maybe in the doldrums, but um, you've got some, some good players in there. And we talked about another one of Norwich's players, Kenny McLean, and you said he's kind of 11 and a half, half kind of position. He's... Oh, he seems to be first sub on. Yeah. Obviously, he came on again last yeah, night. Yeah, came on again last um, night. I thought what was really significant, yeah. Yeah, Jack, was um, Steve Clark calling up Shea Adams because Steve Clark's a very loyal manager yeah. and he doesn't. He, he's quite stubborn character. He doesn't really go <laughs> sort of cap and hand to players. But I thought it was really significant that he obviously went into dialogue with Shea Adams to call him up. You know, between the two of themselves, because Scotland, yeah. we're just lending dykes to rely on who isn't you know banging in loads of goals with mm-hmm. Kupia. Going into the Euros this summer, we definitely needed another half-decent quality option as a striker. So for Steve Clark to do that, which is a wee bit against the grain the kind of character is, I thought that was quite significant, knowing that we really needed to add another good one up top, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I was going to come on to Che Adams, and I saw, you know, I was reading about that today, about the call-up. Uh, do you think you'll start? Um, possibly, possibly. I mean, I would... I would maybe, I thought uh, Dykes was one of the ones that maybe looked a wee bit leggy. But then again, he usually, he yeah. usually plays Dykes for about 60 or 70 minutes. So it might be he puts Dykes in, but um, the likes of Christie, McGinn, Armstrong, they certainly all played well round about the front man. So um, 
Christie, you know, had an excellent game. So he's he was almost up top as as a making it a two. He was he was either playing off Dykes or he was up there most of the time with him. So it'll be interesting to see whether we're having three games in a week. You wonder if he will start Adams and mm. you know leave Dykes out for for the start for this one. Yeah, yeah, I think as I said, this um, with with the amount of games that are now coming in this like mad international break, then uh, there will be some rotation, and and that that kind of I guess seems like a, a fairly obvious. I mean, one, I'm I'm uh, not I'm not wanting to play Dykes down. I mean, initially his first few games for Scotland, he was absolutely leading the line, you know, holding it up, winning flick-ons and headers. But ultimately, he's not going to be a a heavy goal scorer and centre forward for Scotland. So. You know, ultimately, he might lose his jersey at some point. So, if Shea Adams, you know, turns out to be the answer, all, all the better. But Dykes obviously is going to play a part in the games and the squad as well. So, he's, he's, he's a great guy and he gives it 100%, you know. Yeah, and I think, you know, you need those kind of players, don't you? You just need them ones that, as, as say, you've got a manager like uh, Clark who, who likes to be loyal yeah. and uh, likes to kind of have those those guys that he can rely on. Then, uh, then he comes into that category. Exactly. But uh, I was just then looking at what uh, Che Adams' uh, odds were. He's 3.6 best odds with Paddy Power or Betfair to be uh, any time goal scorer. Yeah. And uh, so if you're fancying him uh, yeah, to, to score at any time, uh, that's Andy. And I'm just trying to see what he is to be. Here he is. He's uh, 7.5, so 13 to 2 with Bet365 and with Betfair um, to be... Um, First goal. Yeah, yeah. So I've got yeah, I've got one, I've got one for you later. It's probably going to be my long shot, so I'll, I'll give you that later on. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything. So excellent stuff. But there we go. Best bet then in the Scotland game. You've gone for an outright Scotland win. Fantastic stuff. Two point seven five. The best odds. So very nice indeed. Um, we'll move on to um, a, a slightly random game, but for those of you that follow Team CBK or been members and know us for a while, we'll understand or have even listened to the first three of these podcasts, we'll understand that I've normally got um, Arnie by my side, vir- well, virtually by my side, <laughs> um, and uh, Icelandic Arnie, the, uh, the the king of Iceland tips. And uh, unfortunately, I think he's been uh, hanging around with uh, one of our other colleagues, Boydie, a little bit too long, and he's managed to pick up tonsillitis oh, this dear. week, which doesn't yeah doesn't work too well on a podcast. <laughs> no. So um, he's he's unable to make it. Unfortunately, he was going to be talking about Iceland's trip to Armenia, um, which is obviously one we've all been looking forward to at five o'clock on Sunday. Um, Armenia odds are three point nine. The draw is three point two five, and Iceland is two point two two. Um, he he has, actually has sent me his, his, his um, preview over, so I'm just going to go through that. Uh, I won't do the Arnie Icelandic accent, <laughs> but um, I'll, I'll, I'll go with my own here. Um, and he basically says that Iceland will not play properly against Germany. Their focus is getting a result against Armenia. Um, th- that was speculation before the game and, and a very highly rotated um, Icelandic squad um, pretty much summed that up and said it was it was completely true so uh, they basically conceded defeat in the first 10 minutes conceded a couple of very early goals um, both sides were equally pleased with seeing that play out with little edge in the second half um, the Armenian side meanwhile did their very best to avoid humiliation and despite a whopping statistic of 69% possession 26 shots 19 shots inside the box um, while only five hit the target and ultimately the one goal to win it which you obviously predicted was an own goal uh, the clear favourites were quite lucky to board their plane back to Yerevan with three points in the bag. Um, so he has said that this is a biased overview <laughs> since he knows a lot about one team and very little about the other. 
but he's going to kick off with some important points regarding this. Um, Armenia will be without Henrik Mkhitaryan, probably you know, their most uh, well-known um, player. Um, he's two or three classes, in Arnie's opinion, above any player in the Armenian squad and only one of two who play in the big European league. Their creativity is absolutely stifled without him and they caught a lucky break against Liechtenstein. Um, Iceland is without um, Guilty Sigurdsson, who, uh, in terms of importance of the team, is just as big of a loss as Mkhitaryan. Um, or, 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 sorry, I can't say Augsburg. <laughs> Augsburg's <laughs> Alfred Finn, Finn Bogerson, who obviously played in England for a while as well, is also absent and the biggest strengths in this squad currently lie in defence. They lined up with a 4-1-4-1 against Germany, um, and that was a surprise. The regular 4-3-3 or 4-5-1 should be back in use for, for this one, and it would be most likely to be the 4-3-3, since it gives a better opportunity to utilise the defensive depth of the side uh, by using DM instead of an AMC, where Guilty Sigurdsson is naturally plays. Um, right back, and he's testing me here with his uh, Icelandic. He's tried to put as many Icelandic players in as possible. These ones aren't too bad. Alphonse Samsted played against Germany, and he'll most likely be replaced. Valor veteran Berka Saracen is 38 this year, quite young as far as I'm concerned. He's still a valuable threat in attacks, and despite his age, he's very skilled in breaking on the opposition. Similarly, Ari Freya Skullison will be utilised on the left wing as the right left pairing of those two is vital in counter attacks. There is not a big need to dominate the Armenians uh, and a win will be enough, but the focus will 100% be on keeping a clean sheet. The Icelandic coaches know that at the end of the playoffs, the head-to-head results, Armenia, Romania and North Macedonia will be the most vital ones as a decider who will finish second. Um, Armenia is massively shaky at home. They've lost two um, to teams ranging from Italy, Finland and Gibraltar, while winning the likes of Bosnia and North Macedonia in recent years. Armenia finished second from bottom in the Euro 2021 qualifiers with 10 points and three wins and a draw. Six of those 10 points came at home and four of those 10 were against Liechtenstein. He's accounted for a couple of things and a national team bias aside, Armenia will have a tough time getting a result on Sunday. And what's clear is that the Icelandic team can call up a replacement to that squad through that under-21 side, who are currently playing in the under-21 Euros, um, and the coaches have already declared themselves to be open to that possibility, which is an interesting one. Um, whether they will or not is unclear, um, but the replacements they can call up, mainly to the attack, are only to improve both the depth and the quality, although they did get thrashed 4-1 against Russia yesterday. So uh, that might well um, either heighten their options or their, their likelihood of going uh, across to Armenia. Um, but we'll see. But um, he's come up with a cracking bet as far as I'm concerned. Um, he's gone for double chance Iceland or draw and under three goals. Uh, odds of 2.05 via the bet field on bet 365. Nice. So, yeah, I think um, I, I can't see a goal fest no. in that one for sure. And, um, and uh, so I think um, avoiding defeat is Iceland's priority. But um, I'd imagine that, uh, you know, obviously, they'll, they'll, walk, they'll take a win, but uh, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if they wouldn't mind sneaking away with a draw there. But um, he sounds confident. So, uh, but the, those odds I like the double chance and the unders there at uh, 2.05, better than even money um, on Bet365. Yeah, it sounds a decent bet. A lot of the international games can be under three goals if you've got, you know, at least one team that's not scoring, you know, and the other team will settle for a 1 0 yeah. or whatever, won't they? They will, yeah. And again, I think especially in this middle game now of the three, it's a case of um, it's kind of get the job done and, and, and we'll move on and and without like picking up injuries, etc. etc. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so well obviously for me I'm gonna I'm gonna focus on the England game, uh, which is five o'clock on Sunday. 
Um, and it's a, a trip to Albania. Mm -hmm. uh, so Albania's odds are 13.0. The draw is 5.5. And England are 1.32. Of course, as always, England are a nasty <laughs> price. We won't be back in that. Um, but what did we learn from last night's 5-0 win uh, against San Marino? Well, one is that... Um, Ollie Watkins is a nasty man and a party pooper. <laughs> we learned that. Stop. Stop. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. That'd be the last, that's the last time he's yeah. featured. Don't, don't worry. Don't <laughs> um, uh, but I think the main take for me is probably what did I learn is that San Marino shouldn't really be in the qualifiers. I don't know what you think, Jerry, but it's just yeah. a waste of time, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, they've started the, the Nations League really to get these teams competitive. Gibraltar, San Marino all this kind of thing, mm. and that's what, you know, for them, you know, they're winning games, they're, they're scoring goals, but as you say, when they come up against the big boys, it's just like, how many goals can you score, isn't it? If you can be bothered, you know? Yeah. So I, it feels a bit bad, because, you know, these players, most of them are part-time, yeah. aren't they? If not all yeah. of them are part-time. I think they had one professional, um, and he's a striker, which is a bit of a waste of time. I might as well, might as well go up there and, and stand and look back into my own half. But, um, yeah, that, it's a great occasion for them. You know, going to, the, to Wembley, going to you know, the, the bigger, bigger countries in Europe and, and playing there, it's obviously a big moment in their life. But you sort of feel a little bit bad taking that away from them. But you just go in there to, you know, they're getting beaten five, six, seven and, and more, aren't yeah. they? I think Belgium beat them 9-0 recently. And it's just, just, just crazy, yeah. really. Um, and say England put out a rotated squad, um, again four subs at half time, and it was just um, yeah, just just poor poor show really. Um, but there we go. Um, that's that's how it is at the moment. Um, so I'm going to keep it a bit brief. Um, the game, the Albanian game, is on. There was a potential concern from state police saying that they couldn't guarantee the safety of the yeah. teams, but it has been allayed. So we're good to go. Yay! Everyone says England at national, fantastic. Um, Albania won their fourth match in a row, as we mentioned a little while ago, with a 1-0 win over Andorra, um, limiting the opponents to just one shot on target. And the main stat that kind of leapt out, I mean, was 84 passes. But I think that's more Andorra's weaknesses rather than the strength of this Albania side. They only managed four shots on target themselves. Yeah. And they're now six unbeaten, um, but which sounds quite good. But then you look at the, who that... Nations um, League, yeah. Against those, those teams. Yeah, you're looking at... Uh, they drew with Kazakhstan and Lithuania. Um, they managed to beat Kazakhstan as well, um, and also Kosovo and Belarus. Um, although most of their 11 do play in Italy, um, and they're including some bigger names. So, um, Heisedge of Napoli, um, Gimisti of Atalanta, and Roma's Kumbula. Um, I think this should be a big enough step up in class to end that unbeaten run. Um, they should be at full strength. Whether they go full strength or not will be a question because their next game on Wednesday is with San Marino, which obviously will be one, as we've now mentioned, they should expect to go and win. So taking six points from, from the, the opening nine, probably they would take. Um, I'm sure, they'd, again, they'd, they'd be happy with the draw against England. Um, as far as England are concerned... I wouldn't be surprised to see them revert to the back three, uh, which they've been using previously, but obviously quite rightly um, ditched for the San Marino game. And then probably see it more as a bit of a dress rehearsal for Lewandowski's visit to Wembley next oh, week, yeah. with Poland being their main rivals in the group. Um, expecting game time for the likes of Harry Kane. Uh, should see them back in the team. And I'd really expect a cosy win in this one. Um, a typical kind of <laughs> bit of a dour uh, England win. Um, 
possibly repeat the the last time these two met, which was a two nil win for England. Although, when I tell you that the scorers on that day were, can you guess any of the scorers? What Gary? year was it? I'm not going to tell Roughly. you that. <laughs> <Roughly>. <laughs> well, the, the scorers were Michael Owen and Robbie oh, Fowler. Yeah. They were the last time these two sides met, and it was a 2-0 win. Um, so you can realise from that, as we said a little while ago, we can't really take the heads-to-head um, as, as, a, as a guide on four. Um, 20 years ago, it, Although then. it did. 20 years ago. It was yeah, 20 yeah. years ago, which made me win when I thought Michael Owen and Robbie Fowler. Oh, it's not too long ago now, 20 Co- years ago. A couple of good and, predators uh, they were. Um, they were as well, yeah, they were. So, uh, so yeah, I, I wouldn't. Ex- I'd expect something similar. Um, I'm going a little bit safer rather than a correct score. I'll leave that to you. Um, I'm going for an England win to nil, uh, one point nine with bet three six five. I like that. So um, I like, I like yeah. the two nil as well. I like the sound of the two nil as well. I might have a little dabble on that. <laughs> there you go. You can add that into your Sunday um, goals. Something for the weekend. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So, like I say, I think England will keep it tight. They'll, they'll go with a, probably go with the back three as a bit of a dress rehearsal. Pretty sound defensively. They have been for a little while now, especially against the, the lesser nations. We get through qualifiers, we win games in qualifiers, and normally then fall apart when we get into the into the competitive stuff. But um, so yeah, I can see a, a win a little bit boring. Um, and I, I do like you know the win to nil at one point nine. When you're considering the odds for a straightforward winner of 1.32, so it's like, yeah, I think that 1.9 has got a little. Sounds decent, yeah. Okay, mate. Well, with big leagues, we're obviously on ice for a couple of weeks uh, again, which is which is the main part. I was delighted that you were able to squeeze me into yep. your diary for this weekend. Um, so I'm going to hand over to you now. Uh, I said the big leagues were on ice, so it gives us a chance to look at those lesser known ones for a touch of value. The bookies don't tend to be quite so on the ball. Picked up some good wins myself this week in leagues one and two in England, as well as the um, um, National League as well, uh, which was nice. So, um, But obviously you're a Scottish League expert. And we've got some Scottish League football this weekend. So um, what's caught your eye, mate? Over to yeah, you. As a, listen to what as you I touched on earlier, Jack, you know, I like a little dabble in the lower divisions. You know, that's where you can get some of the value, I think. So Championship, League One, yeah. League Two. Um, picking up some, some team news and watching some highlights on Twitter, etc. The, the game, there's three or four bets I like. The three games I'm going to sort of concentrate. The first one is Breaking City against Queen's Park. Um, I think a lot of the guys that on Twitter that, you know, bet on the lower divisions like to get involved with Queen's Park. Um, Breaking, looking at some of the numbers on Breaking, it's, it's quite an eye-opener. It's quite shocking, really. They've not scored any goals in the last four matches. They've failed to score in seven out of 11 in the league. They've scored five goals all season. There's nobody currently in the breaking squad that scored a goal. Um, oh, the manager, the player manager, Michael Payton, he's brought in a f- three new, ex- well, experienced de- defensive type players. But in midweek in the, the league game away to Stranraer, one came off with a hamstring injury and one came off with a calf injury. Um, Abdul Osman and uh, oh. Abdul Osman and Jerry McLaughlin. So their major doubts going into tomorrow. So. Basically, they've conceded right. Uh, they've conceded twenty-seven goals in their eleven league matches. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. On to Queens Park now. They're running away with the league a bit, like Hearts in the Championship. You know, they're sort of going to be home and host pretty soon. Yeah. Um, you know, they're pretty much full time against part-time uh, players in this league. So, I actually listed the the, the yeah. first pick, 
11 and a second pick, 11 on Twitter the other day. It's quite their second choice team would win this league, I think, to be honest. But their last six matches, rated this is their goals 3, 3, 3, 3, 2, and a 3. So they're just about scoring <laughs> three goals every game. One of the games was two there. Um, yeah, three is the magic Most number of there. the punters will be looking. I mean, they're going off at two to seven, one to four, righty. So most guys yeah. are trying to get around about even money, different various bets on Queen's Park. Some folk, some guys will be looking at for them to score in both halves, which is around about even money to win to nil, around about even money or minus one in a handicap, 10 to 11. Um, the nap I'd like to go for it probably is on the bet builder with bet 365 is Queen's Park to win the match and over two goals in the match, which comes in around about 10 to 11. Another bet, another bet right. that I've put on. You know, I'm kind of putting all my eggs in the Queen's Park basket, but I think they are, you know, they're a strong fancy looking at Breakin not scoring any goals and Queen's yeah. Park are scoring for fun every league game. The other bet that I did early in the week that I really like is, it's not a bet I would usually do, but I quite like it, is for Queen's Park to actually win both halves, which is which is okay, two yeah. to one. So if, if you're banking on Breakin not scoring and Queen's Park are scoring three goals... In the last those six games that I ringed off, they scored three goals. In half of the games, they, you know, they scored in both halves. So I quite like two to one. We bet three six five on that one. So yeah, that's that's the kind of the main interest. The Queen's Park game away to breaking. I think a lot of the guys are sort of looking to get Queen's Park. You know, where they can. You know, a nice price on them. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Let's say looking at the league table, which um, oh, you can you can just Bye. see it just screams out at you, doesn't it? So it's finding that angle, and and it sounds like I absolutely love that first one. Um, I love both of them, but the first one there at yeah. ten to eleven, and um, yeah, we'll, we'll obviously we'll, I'll tweet these yeah. out as well. Um, that's on the podcast so that uh, um, people can can pick Bye, them up quite easy, But uh, after they listen to it's this, it's each their own, really, what way they want to play Queen's Park. But I've gave three or four different options here, you know, but. I've picked out my kind of two favourite ones, yeah. but you could come in at either angle there, but they're all roughly sort of expecting Queen's Park to win and score a few goals, you know? Yeah, very nice indeed. So, so looking at Breakin's recent form, they just had a, that 0-0 is the, the only kind of, <laughs> only, any uh, glimmer of, of light that they've had, and that was uh, that was against Anand uh, um, feel before so, Christmas. So. feel sorry yeah. for them a wee bit. He's trying to bring in three new players, experienced guys, and it looks as if two of them have went down injured, so it means they're kind of back. Yeah, I they're back to roles. square one again. But really, the, the shot, the, the the glaring thing is, I can't find a goal for any player in the squad just now. I think Bobby Barr, one of the, one of the experienced guys, they're saying Bobby Barr scored the goal early in the season for Forfa, but that's about the only goal I can find that could be involved tomorrow for breaking. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, <laughs> a bit of a golf show we say between the two. It looks like. Yeah, hundred percent. No, that's great. And like, I'll be honest. Like I said that that looks like a yeah. cracking price that for the yeah. win. And and as you said, reading off the, the goals that, yeah. that Queen's Park has scored, and now taking on the side rock bottom, then um, that that so best part of even money, double your money bet. A lot Love of the, a lot a lot of the shrewd punters will be trying to get Queen's Park, try to back Queen's Park tomorrow to to score a few. The, yeah. Moving on, Jack to. Yeah. Um, Going from League Two now up to League One. The other one I like is Montrose. Montrose are they're one of the current form teams in the league along with East Fife, who I'll touch on in a few minutes. Montrose basically in the last sixteen home games, they've only really lost to the kind of two most powerful teams in the league, Falkirk, Kirkpatrick, 
Um, Wraith Rovers they've also lost to them but they're a league above now in the championship so the last 16 home games yeah. Montrose they've went, they've won 11 drawn 1 and lost 4 as I say the lost 4 have, have been to Falkirk Partick Thistle or Wraith so that's no disgrace in that um, they're playing Clyde tomorrow I mean this is a league that doesn't hasn't really had a lot of goals this year righty um, they're playing Clyde tomorrow but if you look at the last 6 match league form table as I say, Montrose and East Fife are at the top of it. East Fife are top, Montrose are second. Clyde, Clyde are yeah. actually down the bottom. They've conceded in the last six matches 19 goals. So Clyde have conceded 19 wow. goals in the last six matches. And this is a league that there's loads of 1-0s. There's been loads of 1-0s recently. So Clyde over, um, Clyde over the last two seasons, away from home, have won three games, drawn three games and lost 11. And they're currently on a run, um, most most recently away from home. Um, they've won none, drawn one, and lost eight. So literally, they just don't they don't travel well at all. They're, they're really, really, they're really no. poor away from home. Clyde, they've been reliant for a few seasons now on David Goodwillie's goals. If you, if you remember yeah, David Goodwillie, ex Dundee United, Aberdeen, Blackburn Rovers. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's, he scores about 60% of their goals. If they didn't have David Goodwillie or get injured, they'd definitely be in League 2, you know, probably bottom half of League 2. So they are really struggling on the road and I think they're they're in trouble for, you know, possibly going down this season, Clyde. But Montrose warmed up for this with a 7-1 win in midweek. All right, against a poor um, Highland League team near County in midweek, but 7-1. So they'll be feeling good about themselves. They're in good fettle. My bet for this one, I mean, I wouldn't yeah. put off MD, you know, I'll certainly have them in a line at 11 to 10 to win the match, Montrose. But the bet that I'm going to flag up is over 1.5 goals for Montrose, 10 to 11. Um, considering Clyde have conceded 19 goals in the last six matches, it's got a chance this bet, I think. Yeah. Yeah, just checking the um, the away form as well. Um, or, uh, say Clyde, yeah, you're, you're, you're bang on. They just <laughs> they do not look like they travel no. very well. And that's been that's been for a few um, seasons yeah, now. They just don't do it away from home, you know. So I don't I don't doubt that Clyde could maybe get a goal good really here, but you know maybe Montrose get, could get three. You know, it could be a three one to Montrose this one. Yeah, I say I think you know you look looking at um, the the recent Clyde games that three one defeat, four uh, two yeah. defeat. Um, they even the one they won against Cove that was three yep. two so that that the bet comes in there as well they lost three nil um, and did they beat Montrose they did um, they did beat at Montrose home? at home yeah but three two yeah though. they did beat them three two at home I think Goodwillie got a hat trick that day so yeah. um, but away from home right. the form's got to be a concern Clyde you know especially yeah. the last six but games that... home or away losing those nineteen goals is a eye opener yeah. I love the I love the bet the fact that we don't really care if Montrose win this game. Well, that, that's what my not, thinking you know. was, Jack. I was going to flag them up at eleven to ten, win the game, Montrose. But I'm thinking Goodwillie could score, and then I'm thinking you're almost getting the same yeah. price, ten to eleven, eleven to ten, just for them to bag two goals, Montrose. So it seems a better option. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely love better. that. So uh, there, there we go. People <laughs> are ringing in now. They need to get on. So uh, just get that confirmed. <laughs> but no, I love, I love that bet. Um, so looking at Clyde's defence, take out the fact that they've won a couple of games in both those that they've won, they've conceded two goals. So um, no, do, absolutely. Do you want brilliant. to go on okay. to the final, and, uh, final game, Jack? Is um, East Fife. Um, again, similar to Montrose, I was going to flag them up at 21-10 to win the game at Skybet or 2-1 with Bet3. I quite like Bet365 because you get the, 
the return if they go two goals up. Um, but I'm actually yeah. similar to the Montrose thing. I'm going to go for East Fife over 1.5 goals, which is 15 to 8 with Skybet. East Fife basically in the last five home matches have scored two goals in all of them. So the last five homes in the league, East Fife have bagged two goals in each match. Um, the last 12 games at home, it's pretty a fortress at home. They're pretty strong at home. They've won seven, drawn four, and lost one. And their penultimate game, they, they beat the top of the table team, Falkirk, at home, East Fife. So that was a good result as well. Um, Cove, yeah. whilst they've been pretty strong at home, this is their first season in League One. They, they, you know, they dominated League Two. But, you know, their, their best form's been at home, Cove, really. Their last five away games in League One um, this season, they've only got one win. And in those in those five yeah. away games, they've only scored three times, Cove. And I think they had a shocker. They've had a couple of shocking defeats. They lost at Dumbarton. Dumbarton aren't a good team, so Cove lost at Dumbarton. So East Fife will be banging in yeah. goals. They've had a recent addition, a guy called Nathan Austin. Um, this guy is a good goal scorer at this kind of level. He's did it before in previous seasons. He's been with Fife before. He's been Falkirk. He's had a few clubs. He's been brought in from the non-league team, Kelty Hearts, because the non-league is pretty much out of the game at the moment with the lockdown here. So they've yeah. got Nathan Austin at least to the end of the season. He scored first last week for the East Fife. I, I, I kind of think he could go on the score sheet in this again. So East Fife over one and a half goals, 15 to eight with Skybet. Um, if they can beat Cove Rangers, it will really put them in the mix tomorrow for you know pushing on towards the top end of the league. East Fife, they've got a couple of games in hand as well. So yeah, yeah. Co- quite. Yeah, I say this is it's, it's a big game, isn't it? Like I said, they have they've got two games yeah. now on Cove and and also on Montrose, but um on Cove and sit four points behind. So uh, we would put them in a in a strong position with this if, you know, if they I'll can be- win this one. So, and I'll be honest with you, Jack. I stuck a tenner on them at 66 to 1 this morning to win the league, but I'll either look inspired Ooh. tomorrow night or I'll have egg in my face, you know, if, if they don't beat Cover, <laughs> you know, if they get a draw. But really, they need the three points tomorrow to kick that bet on. But the couple of games in hand, they've got quite a nice run in as well. And then the league split, splits top half and bottom half, they've got four games. So it's pretty much yeah. in your own hands if you can get into the top half, you know. So it's a speculative point, but. You know, there's no team really been convincing in this league. The, everybody thought Partick and Falkirk will run away. Both of them have had their, a few wee blips yeah. as well. Falkirk at the moment look the strongest, but they've had a couple of wee results here. And I mean, East Fife beating them in the penultimate game as well. It gives gives a bit a wee bit of a chance, you know. So yeah, one of my mad. Absolutely. I say East 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 Fife win their games in hand. They they go two points. Behind I like I like a mad. Um, you wouldn't you wouldn't be I like getting... a mad sixty sixty one shot as you know right in mean, again. Well, we all. I tell you what, you won't be getting sixty-six to one on them if they do win well, those games in hand, and they if, are two points behind for If they beat Cove tomorrow, and there was a couple of a slip up or two elsewhere, that you know the the, the odds were certainly shortened quite quickly. You know. Yeah, absolutely right. And um, just going back to on a, on a similar theme, which we've been talked about, but Cove, uh, that when we said that Clyde had only won once yeah. away from home, um, that was actually at Cove. Yeah. Wasn't it? And it was say a three-two again. So the goals, goals right. galore, um, which again was what we're looking exactly. for on there. So no, fantastic, three fantastic bets there. Um, I didn't, I missed to the um, so Queens Park and um, over two goals in the match that was on bet three six five. That's correct, yeah, wasn't it? And the over one and a half Montrose goals is that three six five as well? What have I got? That is. I've not wrote down who that's with. 
I think I I'll think it is. It is three six five. I think yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Sounds like them. <laughs> and and then Sky bet for your for the East Fife over one and a half goals. In, Fifteen uh, to eight. Yeah, I think five. that is a nice price because they've got two or three guys that can score there. You know. Nice Good, great. I love that. Thank you very much indeed, mate. Okay. Um, I'm going to briefly talk about my bet of the weekend. Um, and I'm actually going to go, I've, I've looked through the lower leagues and and, I, and there's a couple I really like, but the prices just don't fit for me, unfortunately. It's one of those that you, you just have to bite your, bite your lip and, and move away from. Um, just a couple of bookings games that look look ripe, and, uh, but unfortunately the bookies are onto it and it's just a little bit too short. So I'm going to go back to the internationals as much as the risk that is. Um, and I'm going to take a chance on Domenico Berardi uh, of Italy starting for them as they visit Bulgaria. And that's a 7.45 game on Sunday. Um, Berardi, I backed him last night to score uh, and he was 6-4, uh, to 2.5 um, to score against Northern Ireland and, and he duly obliged. He's got 11 in 22 appearances for Sassuolo this season, which I think given that Sassuolo aren't one of those big guns in that league and there are some big sides there, highlights that his, his scoring ability and potential to get one in two uh, for them, I think is good. And then when you look at his XG, he's actually got an XG of 6.88 for Sassuolo. So he's punching way above what he's getting and fed to him uh, for them. So you'd think within the national side, then he's got a good chance. Uh, he scored two in three for Italy in the in the Nations League, but only started one of those. So uh, two off the bench and scored one in, in two substitute appearances. And um, he started in a friendly win over Moldova and scored in that. So he's uh, been in very good scoring form for Italy. He played 75 minutes yesterday um, in a front three. And Immobile was the only one of those three to actually get the full 90 which possibly might mean that, that Immobile will be rotated out of the side um, on Sunday. I'm taking a bit of a chance on it because they have got some yeah. good strikers of Italy. Um, but um, when you take into account that, that um, you know, the, the plan Bulgaria, who are um, an awful yeah. side, <laughs> they are. to be brutally honest, you know, they're, 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 their only recent win was against um, Gibraltar and they won 3-0. England went there and won 6-0, I believe. So that's the kind of score. I'd imagine anything from four upwards would be on Italy's radar for this one. And if that's the case, then you'd expect Berardi, certainly if he starts, to get at least one of those. Um, so odds so odds yesterday was 2.5. Um, Bet365 have got him slightly lower, but only slightly lower. And he's 2.37. So odds against to score at any time against a, a weak Bulgarian side. I'm all yeah. over that, to be honest with you. Uh, with Bet365, as we know, they do some great features. One of those features is that we can get on today, tick the box saying that he's void if he doesn't start and we'll get a full refund. If you're not betting with Bet365, because I think there are some slightly better prices elsewhere, just check to make sure with your terms, conditions, with your bet that if he doesn't start, um, but comes off the bench for the last five minutes or something like that, then your bet doesn't stand and and uh, and you know you, you get caught out. So hence why I'm going to play it safe. Bet three six five, slightly um, shorter odds than elsewhere, but two point three seven. I'm still happy to take anything over even money. I was happy with, so I'm getting what I want there. Um, and uh, that's for Brady to score at any time. So I'm pretty pleased with that. But that'll be my bet of the weekend, and uh, we'll see uh, see if he starts. Yeah, sounds Hopefully good. Yeah. Okay, then, mate. So this is just to wrap wrap up for you. What have you got? This is this is. I'm, I can't wait to hear this. I don't know what, what you've got picked out. Your, your long it, shot. 
know, I was thinking 60-61, Jack. No, no. Oh, is it not? Oh, well, I was thinking we were going to go down the Ferguson no. room and, you know, your 125 to 1 shot no, that you the got big, the other you, You're giving me the big gold. No, this is just, eight, just an 8, eight <laughs> to 1. Yeah. 8 to 1? Um, oh, that's all right. right we'll Ryan Christie we'll to score the first goal, Scotland, in Israel on Sunday evening. Um as I said earlier on, yeah. Christie was pretty much in a front too. I expect they played that well last night. I expect him to start either beside Dykes or Adams. Um, he's on the penalties yeah. as well. He had a couple of pops at goal last last night that the goalkeeper saved with his feet. Um, should have had a stonewall mm-hmm. penalty. Did you see the rugby challenge on him in the box? I'll be honest, I haven't caught, caught this there's, Scotland uh, game yet. There's, there's, the referee's 10 yards away and the Austrian defender isn't even looking at the ball. Ryan Christie's trying to get behind him to go on a, a high ball and the, the Austrian defender just puts his arms around him and basically rugby tackles him to the floor. Right. And the, the, the Spanish yeah. referee's just standing watching it and doesn't give it. It's it's actually unbelievable. <laughs> when you, you need to watch it again to oh. see why he hasn't given it, you know. Um, so Christie's yeah. on the penalties yeah. right to... Um, Eight to eight to one. He's pretty much yeah. play, play, playing up front. He should start the game. It's eight, eight to one with Unibet. Um, you know, oh, just check yeah. he's going to start the game, but I'm pretty sure he is. Um, he's 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 always good for a shot at goal as well, Ryan Christie. So I'm going to put that up as a little bit of an outsider for Sunday evening. Very nice indeed. Um, yeah, I've seen uh, Unibet. I think. I think they void if the player doesn't start, but definitely yeah. worth checking that out. Um, and I also believe there's a possibility, I think, just looking, that Bet365 might have extended their, their odds um, and put him matched at right. 8-1 yeah. as well. So worth a look. And then then you can tick the void box, like we said. If he if he doesn't start, then they void the bet. But um, double check on that, because obviously prices do change. I think... I think Betfair has gone in competitive and, and matched up Unibet's. Um, yeah, top, to, to be honest, there. I don't. So, to be uh, honest, I don't think there's much look. between all the bookmakers' prices on them anyway. So you can shop around. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I've I've, I've had some uh, some winnings on Mr. Christie before. So yeah, um, it, it, I like it, that. Very good indeed. Well, I've got. He a... certainly looked lively last right. night. Anyway, it looked as if he was right up for it. So fingers crossed. Good stuff. Yeah, absolutely right. Well, I've gone along a similar line. So I'm going international and I'm going for a goal scorer as well. Um, I've gone for the Serbia game against Portugal. Um, I'm not convinced by Portugal. <laughs> they obviously won 1-0 last night for an own goal against Azerbaijan. Um, I just, I don't know. I just just think there's just something to miss there. I think they're the sort of yeah. side that will qualify but there will be a blip along the way. They'll they'll lose a game they're not supposed to, and then they'll yeah. they'll need to do it the hard way. They sort of seem to seem to go about it that that way. Um, they've got some cracking players, obviously. Don't need to go through all, all the players that they've got, but it's just that niggle for me that they're not quite on it. Um, so I'm actually going for taking a chance on Vlahovic. Uh, actually, to score. again, a back I watched that game night. against Republic Island, wasn't it? And he was he was impressive. That's right, yeah. Very impressive. Yeah, good stuff. Um, scored yeah. the opener, didn't he? Did he get the, get the opener? Um, and um, I, I just he's, he's prolific for Fiorentina. Uh, he's got twelve in twenty four for them. And uh, I just think Serbia got enough about them. They've got Tadic obviously up front, who's a creator in chief. He's three assists last night. He's assisted all three goals. Um, Lahovic scored one, didn't he? And um, and then Mitrovic came yeah. off the bench to score twice. Uh, 
and all assisted by um, by Tadic. So they've got that potency up front, uh, which could cause Portugal problems, I think. They've only lost two of the last seven. Um, again, they've not played anyone massively threatening um, in, in that run. Um, and Portugal have won for the last five. That, that defeat was was against France. But as I say, winning 1-0 via an own goal to Azerbaijan is not going to uh, no. send shockwaves throughout Europe of you know, worry about what they're doing. So um, I thought it's great odds that I, I saw on, on Vlahovic. He's uh, 12 to 1, so 13.0 to be Pretty first great. goal scorer. And I'm... And uh, that's with Bet365, and I'm going to back him each way on that. Uh, so we get a third of the odds if if he's to score at any point of time. But I just think, you know, again, you know, they might rotate. Mitrovic come on, obviously, was impressive. But but Vlahovic, I think from what I read and from from what you've now said as well, done enough to probably warrant another start in a, in a game where they'll obviously see as a big one and they'll want to go full strength. So it'll be interesting to see the lineup. But again, with Bet365, tick the void if he doesn't start box and uh, we haven't lost anything. Uh, on that at all, but at thirteen point zero, I think that they're, they're big odds for a player that knows where the goal is, is in form, scored only say this week. So um, I like that. That's he my could long have, shot he could have scored more than one nil on night there. But Tadic going back to Tadic, he was absolutely brilliant. He was pulling all the strings. He was man out of match. But yeah, they'll probably use yeah. Mitrovic off the bench. I would guess again because Blavich, he certainly looked like the main man. You know, to begin with. Yeah, I, that is my hunch. That's my, my assumption that that would be the case. Um, obviously, I hence putting it forward as my, as my bet, but uh, you, you never know yeah, yeah. What's, what's going on. But uh, well, um, yeah, I'm happy to take that uh, uh, surprisingly. I wasn't expecting double-digit odds on him, to be honest with you. Um, so to see that, um, in comparison, you can get uh, Mitrovic to score first and Serbia to win at odds of 15, so 14 to 1. So you're getting a couple of points less on on Vlahovic, regardless of the result. Um, so I thought that that sort of kind of was my yeah, comparison yeah. point on there. So okay, good stuff. Um, mate, no, that's, that's about it, right too. Yeah, enjoyed that. Yeah, good stuff, mate. I actually yeah. loved having you on. Um, so uh, hope so. Hope you enjoyed coming on. It'd be great to get you yeah, back good again stuff. soon. No worries, yeah, sure. Good stuff. Cool. Well, just a note for people listening. Um, obviously, membership for Team CBK is now open for April. Um, we've ended March strong. Uh, we're now well, well over 50 units up for the month. Um, in a month, I know that a few people have struggled. Um, we're very pleased with that performance. Uh, we've got four tips, obviously, that are, that are putting tips forward, um, effectively the price of one. And we cover a variety of sports as well. So we mainly we talk football on this this podcast, but we do cover a variety of sports. Boydy, for example, last night, who we will get on here very soon, uh, hit seven out of seven on his NBA tips last night. So um, some great, great wins that he picked out there, including the um, 11 to two winner as well, which is very nice indeed. Um, but not only football, NBA, US horse racing, a bit of UK horse racing as well. So around the clock service. Um, so any questions about that, then get in touch. Um, but thanks for listening to the podcast. As I said, absolutely brilliant having you on, Jerry. I love listening to your insights on the on on football as general, but obviously on that Scottish football as well, which I think is a brilliant expertise that you've got. So um, great stuff for that. Um, I look forward to hearing the feedback from everyone. So if you've got any questions, um, maybe that you'd like us to answer on the next podcast, then um, please let us know on those and do our best. Um, but thanks, Jerry, for joining Cheers, me. Cheers, Yeah, Hope good luck with it. Thanks so much. Yeah, and good luck, everyone, with your bets this weekend. I hope we've um, led you to a couple of winners there. Here's to a profitable weekend, and I'll be back.